franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with the business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hi, welcome to episode 21 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. I'm Roxanne Rapsky, joined by my colleague, Sarah Wasco. We created this podcast to provide education and information for budding entrepreneurs and all things franchising. Today's show is going to be a little bit different because Sarah and I are fresh off a trip, a franchise convention, our first live and in-person one in two years, and we were filled with information and lots of new things and trends that we're seeing and hearing from the franchisors. And we thought we'd share that with you today. So Sarah, why don't you get us started? Sure. Thanks, Roxanne. Um, It was a great week. We were filled with a ton of information. Um, I think we counted up that between the two of us, we spoke with over 100 franchisors. So I think you and I are both still trying to process all that we learned that week, but we just thought it would be an opportunity to share with our listeners um, some of the kind of key trends, some of the new industries that have been added to our portfolio. So um, Roxanne, I want you to share some of the some of the new industries that kind of <laughs> caught both of our attention. Well, this one's not necessarily new, but new to our portfolio. Been around for a while. Um, The poopy scoopy business is one of them. The other one is gutters. The gutters that you put around the roof line of your home. Uh, Mattresses. There's a new way to buy mattresses, and we'll give you a little bit of information on that. Something as simple as fencing and cleaning surfaces, tile and grout. Yeah, so... Really, what's happened over the last couple of years and what we're kind of continuing to see thrive are the services that are geared towards helping people at home. Um, Some of those that she mentioned are both residential and commercial services. So I remember specifically talking with the Poopy Scoopy brand that she mentioned, (laughs) which by the way, has been around for a long time. And um, you've probably seen their vehicles around DFW. I don't think there's much territory left for them, but they work with individuals, you know, in their backyards. And then they also uh, have commercial clients. So it could be pet um, boarding and grooming. I know they talked about um, HOAs and parks and places like that where their services are utilized. And I think the key point to that business is that they're doing things, people are paying them to do things that they don't want to do. Right. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, not everybody's a responsible pet owner and not everybody picks up. So commercial properties It's almost a must for them if they don't want their place to be a mess. Yeah, that really stood out to me. I think Mm -hmm. you're right about that. Um, Neighborhoods with parks and things like that, the the HOAs pay for their services or the communities, the cities Mm -hmm. pay for those services. So that one kind of really just stood out as 
as a um, not necessarily a want. For some people, I think it's a want, but in some situations, like we just discussed, it's a need as well. Right, and and most of the things that we mentioned on our list are are needs based businesses, and you know they're not necessarily sexy businesses, but they're needs based and will continue to thrive regardless of what's happening in the economy. And kind of what Sarah's alluding to, and we're going to talk a little bit more about today, is how well the service brands did the home, especially the ones providing services to people in their homes, did through the pandemic, and con- it continues to do well. Um, one of the big struggles we're seeing is real estate and um, either the lack of, it's gotten very competitive, there's a lack of housing in certain areas. So people are choosing to improve and upgrade versus trying to move in a crazy market where, you know, there's bidding wars. Absolutely. And when we talk about businesses that serve a need that people don't want to do. I think the grout and surface cleaning falls into that category. We all know that that gets dirty, but nobody really wants to get down on our hands and knees with a toothbrush and try to clean it. And these these businesses, these organizations, franchises have the right equipment and they can get in and get out quickly. Um, People, it improves the look of a home. So if you are trying to sell or just improve where you live, um, but then businesses, it's a requirement. You don't want to walk into a business and see a dirty floor, especially if it's a, a restaurant or a hotel. And so um, there's a lot of value in that. They said they can get two jobs done a day on the residential side, their cash pay. So that's appealing. It's recurring revenue. It gets dirty again. So they have to come out and continue uh, to clean it as people use the the floors and the surfaces. Yeah, and some of those businesses even, most of them have proprietary products. And the other thing that some of them can do is not just clean the grout and tile, but they can actually stain the grout to a different color and change the whole look of your kitchen or your bathroom or whatever, which is also appealing because it's less expensive than tearing it all up and doing it all over again. Absolutely. So you can get a whole fresh look and not really have to make a huge investment. So one of the other brands that really stood out to me, and before we went, I had heard about it and I thought, how? I'm not sure about this. It's a mattress business. And my first thought was, well, there's so many mattresses out there. Um, you know, why do we need another one of these? But this business has actually been around for over 50 years. Yeah. And I was really intrigued by that, I heard it described as Build-A-Bear for mattresses. Which is accurate. Yeah. it's um, And you're saving, the customer is saving money because you're getting a Tempur-Pedic quality mattress for half the price because the manufacturer controls how it's built. It's all done. They do everything right there in the store with very few employees as well. And it's custom to you. And what I think it's is it it's also guaranteed. I think for up to one year, well, they'll come up to your out to your house and make adjustments to get it right. Yeah, so that was really really intriguing to me. They have retail stores, but they don't need a lot of space. They don't have a lot of samples there like you expect because it's all custom. So that was pretty intriguing to me as well, and um, kind of exciting to have some new some new industries uh, and new brands in our portfolio. Or a, what's it, like a bit of a industry disruptor. It might be an old industry, but somebody's coming out and doing it a little bit differently. Absolutely, because everybody needs a mattress. 
So another trend that we saw that was um, is kind of appealing or interesting to us is that there are private equity companies actually buying some of these brands and creating um, basically a whole portfolio of brands that can work together. And so while some franchisees have wanted to diversify um, in different brands um, or have multiple franchises, whatever path they choose to go about doing that, this opportunity allows what they call stacking. So you can have a territory with multiple brands within that territory that can kind of all work together. Does, hopefully that makes sense. So you might have a cleaning company, you might have you know residential cleaning, and you might have a gutter company, and you might have a window cleaning company, kind of all within the same parent company. So you, as that owner, can provide multiple services, have multiple franchises, and they call that stacking. Within the same territory. So then you're not driving all over the country um, trying to service your different brands. You're all It's all the same family. Um, the other thing that that creates is a ton of franchise experience at the senior level and then also combined marketing, call centers, and all this is done to really support the franchisees and take things off their plate and help the franchisee do what they do best, which is serve the customer and not have to worry about some of the back end stuff. Like with a call center, um, there's some, there's marketing going on. There's people taking those calls and actually filling up your calendar for you. And that prevents you from having to actually hire someone to sit in your office and answer a phone. Um, so these, these platform companies, I believe are providing a lot more services to their franchisees and trying to take some of the work off the franchisees plate. Hopefully that makes sense too. Yeah, I mean, I really, um, that really stood out to me as well because um, a lot of these home service brands, the owner is out in the community building relationships. They're not by their phone all the time. So they would need to have somebody in-house taking those calls. So now they can continue um, their local marketing, their boots on the ground, relationship building, referral building activities and have the peace of mind that they have uh, a call center provided by that franchisor to get their calendar booked um, to do the proactive marketing for them. And so those resources are not something that would be available for somebody in an independent business. And they can do more by having those multiple brands and serving multiple brands through one common location. Well, and let's touch on another thing that um, we're seeing a lot of assistance with because labor is an issue, right? I mean, I don't care what industry you work in, huge corporation, small mom and pop, a franchisee, everybody's talking about labor, um, which I feel is getting better. But the franchisors, you know, going back to these platform companies and these parent companies that are supporting multiple brands, and they're not the only ones doing it. I would say standalone brands are doing this as well. Um, they're doing a lot more recruiting, so they're taking some of those marketing dollars and also spending it on a recruiting team to help recruit for and create databases of qualified candidates 
that are potentially interested so that when the franchisee starts to look for help, they're not starting from a blank slate. There's already a database of people that have been vetted for them to interview and choose from, which I think is huge um, when labor's an issue. The other thing that I think working with a brand helps with um, and having a franchise or support is teaching you how to retain your employees and keep them happy and and do things so that they want to stay and, and feel loyal to your your company. I think that is all uh, so true. Every franchisor, I think I asked, how are you helping with labor? And they all provided feedback um, about the services that they're offering to help their franchisees with labor. So that was really um, encouraging to know. And you know, another thing, if you are able to partner and collaborate with maybe some neighboring franchisees, maybe there's a time that you would work out a way to potentially share some employees. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're not as busy and they are, and maybe there's a way to work that out. Some of the brands, they really encourage that you have contract labor. And so you don't have W-2. Some of them I would ask, they'd say, well, we can, you know, have you do W-2 or contract. Others were strict one or the other, but certainly there is some room to collaborate with your, your neighbors in the same franchise. And that's kind of the, the value of a franchise is that generally you are able to work together with those folks and not feel like you're competing with them because everybody has their defined territory. So it'd be nice to be able to kind of um, work from a pool potentially of trained employees or contractors uh, together. Well, and the same thing goes uh, for licensing. When licensing is required, that's the other thing that the franchisor is recruiting for and creating a database so that the franchisees have this database to go to and pull from. Um, so if you need a plumbing license to, to run your franchise, then there's a database being created of plumbers with licenses in your area that could potentially be interested in working for a big brand Um, and not having to go out and find all their own business, but to have business fed to them through the franchisee. So there's another area of help as well as kind of going back to me mentioning the call center. I think the franchisors are providing a lot of streamlined processes with technology and online tools to keep the employee pool at a minimum so that the franchisees can operate with as little employees as possible and rely on the technology to help them run their businesses. Yeah, that was a huge takeaway for mm-hmm. me too as well. Technology is key and they were able to to work provide that from the headquarters level yes. to to their franchise partners. So I thought that was great. So I really think, you know, the big takeaway from this, we've been in this COVID scenario for two years, and we've been talking about the strength of home service brands, and I uh, believe that that was just validated further after having conversations with so many of these franchisors. Um, You know, some questions came up about other industries, um, one of which is fitness, but we have really learned from those franchisors that fitness is starting to rebound. Um, people recognize that they need to take care of themselves. Um, They need to be healthy and stay healthy and um, build a strong immune system. And so the boutique fitness brands that we work with, many of them share that they're back to equal to or above improved 
numbers prior to COVID. Yes, agreed. Even food, uh, believe it or not, there's um, we don't have a lot of food concepts in our portfolio, but the few that we spoke to did say that they're seeing numbers, pre-COVID numbers. Um, I think people are just tired of not living their lives and they're out and they're spending and, and eating out and going to the gym. And, you know, I, I can't really speak for the big box gyms because we're not sure about that, but certainly the boutique fitness brands, as you mentioned, um, are showing those numbers. So hopefully that gives you all that are listening some idea of what we're hearing and seeing and um, some improvements that have been made. And I think as technology improves, it's, we're going to keep hearing more and more as far as updates and changes Yeah, so we'll continue to keep you abreast of trends and activities going on in the franchise industry. We appreciate you joining us today. Again, I'm Sarah Wasco. This is my colleague, Roxanne Rapsky. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on frannet.com. Please uh, follow our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel at FranNet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. And you can also find Unpredicted Entrepreneur anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye.